The hot stove is heating up. We call it preheating the oven. You gotta start the oven so it gets to the time you want it to be. Most ovens 350, depending on what you're cooking. And this morning, five year deal between 70 to 80 million dollars. Eduardo Rodriguez, lefty, World Series champion, former of the Boston Red Sox, is now in the 313. Detroit, he will most likely be the opening day starter of a team that's going to be done in June. And a lot of people made fun of Manny Machado when he signed that monster $300 plus million deal to go to the Padres. That was even before the Tatis era. But this one is, I don't want to win. This one is, and I even tweeted about it today. This one is, I'm trading postseason starts. I'm trading 32 starts of meaningful baseball for I'm sure what his agent thinks. Maybe he wasn't going to get a lot, but I'm sure a better team would have done more. So this is either, hey, you don't know what the CBA is. So you may get more total money, but maybe this is the highest for it. Average annual value. Maybe the Detroit Tigers, once they find out the CBA, maybe they won't be able to go that far. So if you really want to play in Detroit, play with Miguel Cabrera. Play with their prospects. And it's weird. We just talked about the Tigers on last night's podcast. And they made the first big deal of the offseason. It's not the first deal because Andrew Heaney was the first deal. But no one cares about that. It's the first big deal of the offseason. The first star, and yes, he is a star, he is off the map now. So, there's that. But, you pick the Detroit Tigers, who not winning anything this year. They play in one of the worst divisions in baseball. Pro- probably the worst. So, Eddie, congratulations to yourself. You get a little bit of money, but when it's June and the Detroit Tigers are 15 games under 500 and you're starting games and you might have four or five wins because the Tigers can't win for you and your ERA might be low. You might you you might have 80 plus strikeouts, 90 plus strikeouts at that point. You may be having a good season. But will that matter if your team sucks? It justifies the contract a little bit. But your team sucks, so there's that. And Luis Rojas, former New York Met manager, is now Yankee coach. (laughs) Like, what in the world is going on here? (laughs) So, we we need one more guy. We need one more coach for Aaron Boone, you know? And Friday, every team got to set their 40, man. 
fives. So just like the Yankees made the mistake of not protecting Garrett Whitlock to protect guys like Nick Goody and Clark Schmidt and other clowns. They don't protect Garrett Whitlock, who was phenomenal out of the bullpen, especially against the Yankees. Only had one or two bad appearances against the Yankees. The rest were dominant. He may even be a starter for them next year. They could have possibly found their second Nathan Evaldi. Right? So, that's that. So, watching Team Cast today, Michael K. thinks that the Yankees can have Matt Olsen before, before Friday. Because... Just like they did with the Paxton trade. Trading guys. They would either have to put on the 40 men. Or put on the roll 5. For one player. So if they do. 2 to 4 players. For Matt Olson, That's guys. That that they don't have to protect. Or might have gotten in the roll 5 draft anyway. So that would be interesting. And I do want. Anthony Rizzo over Matt Olson, but you're not gonna get see me mad about getting Matt Olson. Now, the slight difference is I won't get mad if we get a shortstop other than Carlos Correa. I won't if it's Corey Seager, if it's Trevor Story, if it's Andleton Simmons. I will be pissed. Because that means they settled. And if they get one of those two shortstops, it means. And even Corey Seager, right? Because one of the reasons why you might not want to get Carlos Correa because he's not moving from short. He's not going to do what Aaron did. He's not going to play third. He's a shortstop. He made it very clear. Corey Seager, he might want to eventually move to third or second base. Simmons. He'll do whatever the hell any team wants him to do. You know, Trevor Story dropped his arm speed from shortstop. So if that's still true, moving to second or maybe even a little DH or outfield might might be better. He's athletic enough where, where he can handle it. You know, so now I won't be mad at the Yankees and Marcus Simeon. I truly won't because just like Simmons and Story, you know, you know why you signed those three players? Because you're so high on Peraza and Volpe. But guess what? If you get them just because you're so high on those two prospects, they better hit. Because if you don't get Correa, if that's if that's the biggest reason you don't get Correa, and 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 of course all those shortstops will take less money than Carlos Correa too. But if, if part of the big reason is that you want to have Volpe by 2023, or maybe even part of the second half of this next season, then they better be a hit. Because guess what? You could have got a Marcus Stroman a couple years ago. But you, you thought Debbie Garcia was too much. Well, look at how he's pitching now, man. He sucks. And if they would have got a Marcus Stroman... Not saying they would have won the World Series, but they had starting problems the past couple years. And I don't think 
Marcus Stroman still sits out the second half of the 2020 season if he's on the Yankees. I think he plays. Same like Cespedes. If he was on a winning team, he plays. But because they were on a losing team, they used that as the real reason. They said it was that it was the pandemic, but no, they used that as a crutch. I'm pretty sure of that. So things maybe change because Marcus Stroman is pitching one of those games against the Rays in the playoffs in San Diego, and who? He's probably pitching game two after Cole shoved game one. So you know what? Cole probably never had to start that bullshit game five. We never had that J.A. half Debbie Garcia problem. Because De- Debbie Garcia is on vacation because he's with the Blue Jays. Right? So some, just like Michael K says all the time, everything's interconnected, man. If... You wear out the bullpen today. If the starter struggles tomorrow, he's staying out there because your bullpen's gassed out. And didn't say it when it happened and, and a new one hit today. Rest in peace, man, to Pedro Feliciano. Died last, last week after just being with his family. Very close to his birthday. And today... Julio Lugo. Tomorrow's his birthday, man. And he died. Heart attack. So, not great baseball players, but good men. Good fam- family men. Pedro Feliciano, hell, hell of an analyst for SNY. He actually made those post games watchable. I watched a couple just because of him. And after hearing this week's breaking balls, John pointed out he's one of the best relievers in Met history. And Julio Lugo, just that utility second baseman, shortstop, played with a lot of teams. I remember him from being with the Devil Rays, but I saw from a tweet today he was also with the Red Sox too. And, and he was on the roster for their last championship, so take that for what it is. Um... Well, not their last championship, the one before that. But it's just sad when people die, especially both were in their forties. That's young, man, and it's it's sad when anyone dies. But just when people such in great shape die, and have so much more years left, both of them probably would have had at least thirty to forty years left. So the fact that they left this way too soon. Just hurts, man. Sad. Man, uh, first off, big, big rest in peace to Julio Lugo and Pedro Feliciano, man. And also, do a quick rest in peace to Sam Huff, legendary linebacker for the New York Giants and Washington, then Redskins. From, you know, Ooh, you did, football didn't know about that one. When did he yeah, die? Yeah, so he he died actually the, this past weekend. This past weekend, I just found out. Um, Don LaGreca mentioned it that um he passed away too. Um, he old age man. He was a legendary line legendary linebacker for the championship Giants back in '86. He left the Giants to go play for the Washington Redskins. 
and he was a he was a call he was a radio analyst for them for all these years because him and um and the Giants had bad beats, but they tried to make amends, and unfortunately he passed away before they could truly recon- reconcile, which which sucks. What was the that beef? Tour. The beef was the fact that he never wanted to leave the New York Giants, but the Giants lowballed him an offer, and he was still mad about that. They never made him the offer that he rightfully deserved. And why he why was, didn't they? Because they felt like they can get him on the cheap, and they they felt that oh he was a loyal giant, and he could just come back for the cheap, and Huff wanted more, and he never wanted to leave. He just wanted to feel appreciated. But the mayor, but Wilms and Mara did not appreciate him as mm. much as he should. So he held that grudge ever since, and when well, and even when Wilms and Mara died, he still held that grief. Until recently, he wanted to make amends with the son, John, and his other son, Chris. And they were working on making amends, but then he passed away. How much was he wanting? At the time, back then, he was wanting a, he was wanting $1.5 million. The Giants only offered him nine hundred k. I... I know he's a respected owner in the football league, man. But come on, really, really, you're yeah. you're, you're dying on the hill of, uh-huh. of oh, less than two hundred. Oh. Man, what is wrong with your franchise, bro? Like, it's and listen. I can't now, really explain now, it. If it was, I can't. if it was. Four to five million, and they went to nine hundred k. Okay, I understand, but if if he was that good for the franchise, and it's that little within, then it's either they were just too cheap, or guess what? Giants didn't value him then. If they can't go up less than two hundred thousand more, nope. Sorry, they obviously didn't value them. So if I was a Huff family, I don't want no honor from their franchise. And, and the worst part about it all, he was willing to come to me that a compromise, and they still stood by the offer. What was the compromise? Since he wanted one point five, he was willing to come to at least one point one, and the Giants still didn't budge. Oh my God. My head hurt. Yeah, it's a very messy situation. He bashed the organization for being cheap. He bashed the Wilson Mayor for treating of how he got treated. It was really, really ugly. But then he wanted to be the bigger person and make amends. But then he ended up passing away, and that's not. And so there's that. But he was a legendary linebacker. He, he was really, he was, held, he, was a, he was part of that defense with Harry Carson, Carl Banks, and Lawrence Taylor. That defense in 86 was ferocious, so. Rest is, in peace, Sam Huff. Is he in the Hall of Fame? He's on the Veterans Committee of the Hall of Fame. Who is he comparable to that 
that I've played in the last 10 years? London Fletcher. Ooh. And London Fletcher should be in the Hall of Fame. He was with the Redskins, right? Giants and Red Giants and Redskins. Did you pick another Giants and Redskins player on purpose? No, I did not. <laughs> Just a happy coincidence. Yeah, like he played for the Giants, drafted by the Giants, and then he and then he ended up being um, signing with the Redskins. Very cool. 31 Niners, 7 Rams. It's over. This game is done. If I'm the Rams, I just stop trying. And I sit staff for, for the rest of the game. Uh, This week's Manning cast so far good. Al Michaels was great. Didn't hit Draymond, obviously, because we're recording right now. Heard a little bit of Phil Nicholson. Eh, was, wasn't impressed. You know, um, but no for no no current NFL player, and not not that I think there is such thing as a jinx like this, but man, if they're not gonna get another current player, unless these guests were pre-booked, then 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 I it, I could see why. But if these guests are booked now and not pre-booked from months back when they put this whole thing together, then they probably won't. And just, what a tough... Now, with the Rams losing tonight, it don't make the Bucks loss look that bad. With the Cardinals losing... It don't make the Bucks loss loss look that bad, but you're getting at a point where you gotta win games. And even though I've been saying they're they're not gonna win a Super Bowl anyway this year, they're not supposed to. This team right now may not even get past the division round. This team right now with this defense, and they might have taken another break with Vidi Vidi Vea. Huge, that's huge, but they have to get Gronk and Antonio Brown back. You can tell Brady's forcing throws without Gronk and Antonio Brown. I truly believe once those two gets back, even with the bad defense, they'll win games because then they'll put up 30, 40 plus points a game. Brady's gonna throw a lot less picks, and only one of them was his fault yesterday. The other one, if if if, if you're gonna not be able to catch the ball, man. Then bat it down somewhere then, alright? Bat it down. Don't just drop it and let it drop into a defensive player's hands. Bat it anywhere else. And, uh... And... Patriots Bills... Gonna be very excited when they play each other. And... Even though I had faith in them getting the East all along... How each teams are playing right now, it's making me look very smart, very smart. But I'll say this: at this point, I want them to lose just a little bit. 
the reason why I want the Titans. I want to play the Titans. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Who are the Explain Titans? to our listeners. Explain to our listeners why you want to play the Titans. You know Derrick Henry's going to be back by the post. You know that, right? Listen. I want to play the Titans. I'm not scared of Derrick Henry. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm not scared of him. And the Tennessee Titans not only suck because they got no quarterback. Just want to make that perfectly clear. They're garbage. They're trash. They truly, truly are trash. I don't like, I don't like the Tennessee Titans. For one reason. For one reason only. What's that reason? Tell us. What's the reason? You know the reason, you dumb fuck. Why you gotta make me say it? I, I don't know the reason. Let say it. We want to hear it. <laughs> They ruined, ruined Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots. They ruined it. They ruined what would have been another Super Bowl. They ruined it. They ruined it with their stupid faces and and their stupid trash back cornerback who sucks since he left the Patriots. Alright? They ruined it. They ruined it. And they ruined it. And they got their stupid little faces. And they're just incredibly stupid. So fuck the Tennessee Titans. Fuck you. And you know what? Be- because also too. If if they stay where they are right now. They're playing the Bills. In, in the first playoff game. And I'm not saying they can't beat the Bills. Because we don't know how these two regular season games are going to go. It could very, it could very well be one on one on one, and I'm not sold on Josh Allen yet, and I'm not saying anybody should be sold on Mac Jones, but with what we have to compare to, and we can only compare what we're seeing from Mac Jones now, but where Mac Jones is now, playing at the level he's playing. And, and maybe he only wins two more games the rest of the way, and there's nothing to talk about. That can happen. But I will say this. With Mac Jones, it opens up the Brady Belichick conversation. If the New England Patriots can win nine-plus games with a rookie quarterback, Okay, even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, I know the Bucks won the last year, but it would be impressive, and it would open up the conversation to Belichick and Brady. Because now it also goes to show you partially that it's with another good quarterback, so some. Some people can think, oh, can Bill only win with good quarterback? So it does open that portal up as well. But I'm just saying, nine plus wins, 
And if they get past 10, if the Patriots can have an 11-plus win season. Oh, and, my God. And, and at that point, there would be past the 5th seed, a 1-4 through four seed, with then playing a lesser team in the f- playoffs the first game around. Then you're talking division as well. And right now, the reason why that's not so far out of whack by how they're playing right now. 10 plus wins right now is very possible. James is, oh my God, may, may think that's a reach, but it's not. Now, we may go in the next three weeks. They can easily go 2-1. and one. They can. So, James may be thinking this is over, this is reaching, but I, we're, we're living in right now. And right now, this is not uh, like an overreach expectation. This is very possible goals. No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop it. Stop it. Stop right now. Stop it. Stop it. This Patriot dribble is going like falling up. We all know the Bills are going to win that division. Stop it. But anyways, the Patriots do got a gimme. They got Atlanta. You know, Matt, Matt Ryan is afraid, is afraid of, of, of Bill Belichick. So that, 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 that's a wash. And they got some they got some layups. But I expect the Patriots to probably get close to 10. I don't see 11. They'll probably, they'll probably lose a game. And the fact that you want the Tennessee Titans all because you were upset that you could have had a run we don't know. And besides, you probably would have lost to Mahomes. You don't know. Why? He sucks. He's a whack quarterback. We don't, we don't know. I mean, did you see Mahomes? Did you see Mahomes last night? I mean, Not a big deal. Of, Not a big deal. You play the Raiders. The Sorry. I don't know, man. The Ravens are a good. The Raiders are a good team. No, no, they're a good team. The it's point not. is, is that um, I still think the Bills are the class of that division. I think the Patriots will definitely fight for a wild card spot. Seating matters. Um, I think the AFC is. Why strong. do you think the Bills are the class of the AFC? Why? Because Josh Allen at this point is better than. Mac Jones, Stephon, like you have. First of all, their offense is explosive, especially with Stephon Diggs. You also got you also got Gabriel Davis, and you also got the little speedster, um, um Cole Beasley. And even though they do miss Dawson Knox because he did break break his hand, and that sucks, they still have offensive explosion. And Josh Allen is just that dude. Their defense has improved a little bit. I mean, Gre- I mean Gregory Rousseau is pretty good, and, and Hyde, my Micah Hyde, is a pretty damn good safety. So their defense has gotten better. Their offense is pretty damn good, and I think that because at this moment they're better than the Patriots. The Patriots right, right now, the way players, Kendrick Bourne is playing. He's playing like any number one wide receiver nah. is playing. Yes, he is. Look, nah. look at Kendrick Bourne's numbers. Go ahead, look at. It. And right now, the way Hunter Henry is playing, he's playing out of his man. The running backs are getting the yardage. So, the the only reason why you're sticking with the Bills, cause that, cause that's your pick. That's your pick. That's that's not true at all. That's not true at all. You, I already like, told you. Like, if if the Bills are so good, they, they are. They would have no problem. They would have. They they should have a better record right now. Listen, it's football. Like, listen, it's football. It happens. Oh, you know, it's football. Like, it, it happens. happens. It, it happens. It happens, man. You know they lost to the Titans. I mean, the Titans are a good team. 
Oh, they stop it. Ja- Listen, Jacksonville was a surprise, and they and they got upset, and they beat up the Jets, which is what good teams are supposed to do. So Not a big deal. The bad Not teams, a big deal. You know, so the Bills are still the class of that division. They're still better than the Patriots as of right now, and that's just how it goes, man. Listen, the Patriots are going to are going to be coming at some point. I the Patriots will get better. I think Bill will add the proper skill positions for Matt Jones, but right now. You cannot tell me. What's the record? That the Patriots, the, the Bills, the Bills are winning the record. Our, our Bills are the Bills not in first what, place. What's the records? They're six and three. One's five and four. One six and four. You one six and three. Still, there still you better. Go. Same amount of wins. Same amount of wins. If the Bills are no. so much better, if the Bills are so much better than the Patriots, they should have eight or nine wins right now. The last time I checked, are the Bills in first place? Yep, that's all I want to know. That's no, all. The Bills are still in first place. You why that's not too much of a big deal? Because they haven't played each other yet. The Bills can finish with the better record if head-to-head matchups matter more. I, I will give you this. I do think it'll split. But I do think that the Bills will ultimately still win that division. Because and guess what? Better. If they split, if they split, then that means the Bills aren't way better than the Patriots. Because if the Bills are way better than the Patriots, they should have no problem sweeping. Sweeping shouldn't be a thing. It's hard to sweep teams. Sweeping is hard out here in these streets. So listen, but, but if you're way better, then the sweep should be had. Listen, the Bucks are supposed to be the class of the NFC South. They could have swept all the other teams. They haven't yet. Listen, it happens. It's football. It happens. But I, but I'm using your words against you, though. So since you say the Bills are so better, then they should have no problem winning both games against the Patriots. I don't. I. It's hard for me to say both, but I do think that they are better than them because they're going to win the division, and winning your division are better. No. You have a better record. You have a better record. They do have a better record. They are in first place. They're going to win the AFC East. Again, they haven't played each other yet. Listen, it don't matter. They're playing game, man. I promise promise you the Bills are going to win their matchup against the Patriots. Maybe not both, but definitely going to win at least one of the two matchups they are. <laughs> Alright, so one of the two just proved my point. They're not way better than. Right? Again, again, better. all of this is all of this is on your wording though. You said the Bills are way better than the Patriots. If they split, that means you're wrong. Would you agree? I mean that's semantics. We can agree to disagree. But no, we, don't you like to be we, factual out here? Didn't you say the Bills are way better than the Patriots? I know what I said. So then again, if they split, what? How are they way better than? Listen, we can agree to disagree, but I said what I said. They are better so than So you like being disfactual? You like being wrong? No, we are. They're better. They are better than the Patriots. Now you I didn't I say that. Though. You said way better means a split shouldn't even be in the conversation. It'll, it'll go to show that it's football. You can't predict football. I'm going on a curve, meaning that that they should be able to sweep because they're better. 
but I'm also not confident they will because football things tend to happen. So then would you agree that you worded yourself wrong? We can agree to disagree. So you want to stand on the hill that you worded yourself wrong, but you want to say you're right anyway? Listen, we agree to disagree. Well, which one is it, though? I mean, you you said they they're way better when they haven't even played each other. So the point of a split could be possible. So if they split, how would the Bills be way better than the Patriots? Here's what I'm going to say: the Bills right now are 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 the better team. Josh Allen is is better than Matt Jones right now because Matt Jones is a rookie. They should be able to sweep them because Buffalo is just better, which will make my point that they should because they're the superior team. But I also recognize that the page up are playing better and that a split seems more likely. So then, so again, the Bills aren't way better than the Patriots then, correct? I said that they are way better. But I also but I said that they're way better because they have the more of that more talent. And before the season, I was very confident the Bills are going to sweep the Patriots. But as the Patriots have been playing better, I'm not as confident as I would before. So then again, you worded yourself wrong, and a split would mean they're not way better than the Patriots. I said a split is possible. Right, okay, again, again. But if they split, though, since since that's a possibility, then... then, then the Bills wouldn't be way better than the Patriots. Look, we'll have to revisit this conversation after the Bills and Patriots play each other because I'm not budging on my hill. I said what I said. Skies, James has a problem when admitting he missed work. All he had to do within the past four minutes of wasting recording time, he could have just said he misworded himself. I would have been, hey, it's okay. It happens. You misword yourself a lot. But he couldn't even own that part. So, he better hopes there's not a split. If there's a split, normally I don't take the time to drag through recordings. Because he was so goddamn difficult and wasted recording time on this. He better hope there's not a split. Because then, I will replay this. And he will be proven wrong. You better pray to God there's not a spread, you son of a bitch. Quick before we get to have finally got their GM, guys. They finally, finally did it. The Mets have finalized a deal with Billy Epler, according to John Heyman, to make him their general manager. So after the long search of Mets not having a general manager, not having a general manager, they finally got one. So... He was the same guy, however, that he was the assistant general manager to under under Brian Cashman before he took the job with the Los Angeles uh, the Los Angeles Angels. So he was the one that was responsible for signing Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Matt Harvey, and Trevor Cahill, and he also acquired Alton Simmons, Justin Upton, and Dylan Bundy. Those were the notable moves by Billy Epler as as Angels general manager. And he extended, he was also the one that extended Mike Trout to that record-breaking deal. Yeah. uh, 
they'll, you know, you know, they had, they had to get someone, and it's just baseball, again, preheating the hot stove, and, uh, and upset, scared, and question mark, man, Eli got some ugly faces, and tomorrow, man in the arena, let's fucking go, baby, Tom Brady, Doc, this Friday, King Richard, me and James will also be partaking in a chill night and seeing the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's going to be dope. I'm pretty sure we'll get a cameo from Dan Eckert in that or one of the, or maybe even Bill Murray. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be dope. And just remember guys, whatever you do in this world, do not drink and drive. Don't do it.